on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on Thursday, January 20th, the L.A. Galaxy back in training. Fourth day of training, we got our first media call today, so we're certainly going to cover that. Greg Vanny talking, um, Kelvin Leardam, and Raheem Edwards. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we'll have some audio that'll probably be towards the end of the show. A lot of housekeeping to do up front with just announcements and getting through the news and a whole bunch of things. We're going to give you uh, all the, the news on the incoming TAM player as well. So um, we will... We'll, We'll talk a whole bunch of LA Galaxy. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what we'll do. We got 60 minutes of it on deck for you right now, so we're glad to be there. And to help me do that, she's back. We're glad to have her. Hopefully she's uh she's feeling okay. I, I don't want, I didn't want to mention Arsenal, but I just hope she's feeling okay. It's Miss Sophie Nicolau. Sophie, how's it going? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, what am I gonna do with my sports teams? The Broncos broke my heart. The Angels broke my heart. Arsenal broke my heart I'm, I'm, and currently I'm, in this offseason I just have to say LA Galaxy are not doing a job to keep me happy I, I mean at this point I'm starting to think maybe it's you because I, I mean and maybe your and maybe your your sports team picking is not the not the the brightest but I mean you know there's been some good times in all of those uh so it's not horrible oh, but yeah. it's just they sure have been it's just unfortunately you're you're on a downswing right now for almost every single one of those so that's uh that's tough there's I guess there's no sports really to look forward to then no, and to add on to that, that it's just made me completely knackered this week. And don't forget Arsenal women. Throw them in the, into the mix this week, too. They lost as well. So, Josh, I hope you have some good news for me. I want to be cheered up. Right. I'm looking for the light at the end of the galaxy tunnel. Yes. You know? is it? I, I don't know. It was funny because after the press conference, um, Kevin was texting me. He's like, well, did, uh, did Vanny convince you they're going to win the MLS Cup this year? And I'm like, you know, he is surprisingly like convincing whenever you listen to him. I do. Uh, Monday was my grumpy day. So and if anybody didn't catch the Monday podcast um, while I was told that I don't know what I'm talking about many times in the comments section, um, I did. I was I was rather grumpy and uh, and and I think relatively on point as well. I'm not going to say I was off base or anything. I was, it wasn't like I was being grumpy for grumpy's sake. Um, but there's something about talking to people and, and seeing things happen and sort of it just it, it, there was no excitement. I'm a little more excited for the season now. It's sort of like, OK, well, let's you, you say you have a plan. Let's let's see you work this plan. Then please entertain me. You know, it's oh, it's one of those one of those as opposed to the Joaquin Phoenix. Are you not entertained? And no, we're not currently. And I will <laughs> give that first presser a yellow card, a yellow card for the first for the, it was, you know, you didn't ask any questions. That's why it was boring. I did not. Yes. You know, because I had the Arsenal game going. I'm going to be honest and transparent. I had the Arsenal game going. Mm -hmm. I could hear your dulcet tones, which is always just wonderful. And Greg, is Greg growing his hair out? His hair looked a little longer, didn't it, hey? How dare that man be able to just shave his beard, <laughs> 
put the beard back on. He complained about Scott French, uh, who's who's a longtime MLS reporter. Who hasn't most. complained about? Right. Scott. Well, no, he didn't complain about Scott French. That was that was the thing. But Scott, he he says, uh, he, you know, Scott said something. He said, "Oh, Greg, it's good to see you." And and Greg goes, "Oh, it's good to see you too." He goes, "Actually, you know what? I don't see you on the Zoom call, right?" And and Scott goes, "Well, that's because I black it out because then I would have to get out of bed and then I'd have to comb my hair." And Greg, with this perfect little like tussled quaff on the top of his head, right? It's just it looks um it looks like it was the bed head that like turned into something golden. He's one of those guys. He complains about his hair. He's like, oh, so you don't have to comb your hair. I'm like, you, sir, how dare you try to tell yeah. us that wasn't like that doesn't look good. It's annoying. The man is annoying. He, look, he looked very fresh. Oh, so annoying. He, he looked like almost like he had a tan, but a natural one, not like, you know, cream. That, added cream. That he looked very good. That man is older than me, Sophie. Uh, is he really? Yes, he is. And if we stood side by side, there would be zero people who would guess he is older than me. Mm. Um, I don't think he's considerably older than me. I'm trying to remember how old he is. Is he 47 or 43? It was one of those and I can't remember, but I'm 40. So he's not considerably older than me. But if we stood next to each other, one, you would be like, oh, look, there's a fully formed adult whenever you look at Greg, right? Me, you're like still, still kind of a child. Um, <laughs> you know, but Josh, the good news is he will not be looking like that mid season. You will be looking fresh and younger. He looks that way now because nothing's <laughs> begun. It's like the presidency, right? He's going to age as the season, season ages as well. So, exactly. okay, I'll, I'll have that. I'll have that to, to, to look forward exactly. to. But I mean, seriously though, how dare he be able to, if I shave this off, and I have an, I have my goatee that I've been now wearing for a couple of years now mm-hmm. uh, because my wife says, wow, you finally look like a man. So I'm never going to shave it off. Because wow. I, yeah, I know. She's wifey. She's good. Um, she'd keep her. Um, so so <laughs> she said that. But like if I shave this off, everybody would make fun of me. Greg Vanny shaves his off and everybody's like, oh, and then he puts his glasses on. Everybody's like, oh, look at Greg. Oh, yeah. You're just, if, yeah. Again, if I try to do that, it wouldn't work. He can he can pull away. So anyway, his his tussled hair. Uh, at the press conference, uh, if you watch that, he he did complain about the fact that he forgot to brush his hair. And again, it looks perfect. So good job. Yeah. Greg. yeah. Well, nobody's yeah. buying it. No. All right. Uh, let's get through the housekeeping. <laughs> There's a lot of housekeeping to get through just because a lot of announcements happened after our Monday night show. Um, and that happens. And I, and so you love I, that, don't you, Joe? Uh, no, I don't. And usually I like to try to get a heads up that that's going to happen so I can at least be like, hey, there's going to be some announcements tomorrow. And everybody was busy and there was a holiday on Monday. So that really didn't happen. So blah, 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 whole deal. Anyway, so uh, announcements on Tuesday came out. The LA Galaxy, the first one is the LA Galaxy signed uh, 27-year-old goalkeeper Richard Sanchez. And everybody says, who um, and why? And a whole bunch of other stuff. And I think that's probably a little unfair. Actually, in terms of a backup goalkeeper at 27 years old, a guy with a ridiculous amount of experience um, has been to a bunch of places, won a U-17 World Cup with Mexico in 2011. That's not a small thing, um, but obviously that was a long time ago as well as 10 years ago, uh, 11 years ago. Um, so when you look at that, you sort of have to put it in. Uh, was an FC Dallas Academy product, uh, played for the Chicago Fire for three seasons, which is maybe where a lot of people have sort of seen him, uh, was down with USL last year. But here's the the interesting thing is that before his signing, Sophie, the LA Galaxy had two goalkeepers on the roster, Jonathan Bond, Jonathan Klinsman. Um, the other goalkeepers that they had in, um, they, they have since uh, de- uh, departed with. The Galaxy carried four goalkeepers last year. Uh, Justin Vom Stieg was one of them. I'm trying to think of who the other one that they were said that they were trying to... Um, oh, Eric Lopez was the other one that they said they were going to try to re-sign and, and, and get back on there as well, but that doesn't seem to be happening, and Justin Vom Stieg has departed, so that's not happening. So the Galaxy just had two. Usually, they get a younger-ish goalkeeper that's going to spend most of his time down in Galaxy 2, two. right, mm-hmm. and and do that. And then you still have a third goalkeeper, but, you know, they're down getting minutes and, and doing that stuff. That's what Bombsteeg did and uh, with Eric Lopez as well. So they had that going. Here you have a 27-year-old guy who has a bunch of experience, played some time in USL, so he could certainly go down with Alec, but he doesn't fit the 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 usual um, stats for a Galaxy 2 guy. He's older. Uh, he has way more experience than most of those guys do. So it's just, it's it's an interesting one. Is he perhaps pushing for the number two spot ahead of Jonathan Klinsman? Because Jonathan Bond is the clear number one. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, so what's going on? 
I mean, it's just interesting. 27 is a really good age for a goalkeeper. In Europe, that's prime, right? I get what you mean about the, the age um, criteria and strategy with lag and stuff like that. But do you think there's a scenario? Have you heard rumblings? Do you think there's a scenario where maybe Klinsman wants to be a number one guy? I mean, he's got the confidence. I think he's got the talent to play somewhere as a number one. Right. Um, you usually, but, have to, you usually have to wait for goalkeepers to like get injured or, or, you know, like fall over in the middle of a game in order for the number two to get to play. And Jonathan Bond talked about being the number two guy behind a, a goalkeeper who didn't miss like a game in three years. Right. right. So, I mean, right. that sort of happens. Um, and you know, Bond for the most part started every game except for whenever Klinsman came in and got the shutout that one time that caused a little bit of controversy and a little bit of, uh, angst amongst, uh, galaxy right. fans, stuff like that. So, um, it's just, I mean, it, it, it doesn't ma- it doesn't make sense in terms of how um, the galaxy do stuff, and it would make sense if they were going. And obviously, Jonathan Bond is the number one guy. Yes, I think Klinsman could do a job somewhere else. Do you think um, he's a better goalkeeper than than Klinsman? I haven't seen him play <sighs> too much, so I, I can't really yeah, say. I, I can't give you that. He was not great with Chicago, but Chicago hasn't been great. Um, yeah, he's you, great with Chicago. <laughs> it has a, Mike McGee. The last time Chicago was great, Mike McGee was, was great yeah. um, with the whole thing. Uh, so, I mean, it's just interesting in terms of if you want to pay attention to a third string goalkeeper getting signed, there's at least some question marks in here that say he may push Jonathan Klinsman for the number two spot. So come opening day when the Galaxy face off against New York City FC, which, by the way, only 38 days until kickoff wow, from, from right really? now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's around the corner. Uh, LA Galaxy versus New York City FC, February 27th. It's 2 p.m. kickoff time at Dignity Health Sports Park. You can get your tickets out there already. 38 days away. That's what you're looking for. But in 38 days, should the bench fill up and Richard Sanchez be the number two, that would be an interesting turn of events for Jonathan Klinsman and everybody else. So it's just something to watch as we go. And again, a little outside the profile that the Galaxy usually get for a second guy. Um, so that's one. Uh, that was our first housekeeping item. We are complete with that. Richard Sanchez, we don't have to talk about that. Probably again for the rest of the year, unless that actually does happen and there is a Galaxy 2. <laughs> you can uh, s- circle back to this soundbite, Josh. Right. right? Oh, this will be me the second game. So, uh, Richard Sanchez is on the bench. Um, all right. So, that was first. The second one was something that we knew was coming um, with Victor Vasquez. We had talked about Victor Vasquez signing a one, one plus one deal again. This is similar to his contract last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know how much that is in terms of what the actual cost is. I would imagine that the option, you know, showed at least similar uh, to what it was going to be, you know, last year. So, last year he made $400,000 at the base, and I would imagine his option was somewhere around there, maybe 420 because it gets bumped up. The Galaxy declined that option. So, I imagine that there's some cost savings here for the Galaxy with Victor Vasquez. I don't expect it. I bet it's like $20,000. I bet it's like 380 is the base, and that's, you know, and then the 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 option again would be another, you know, 20 to a 400 base. So, there's all these things. I imagine they did it to wiggle some cap space around in terms of how they wanted to do it and i also imagine victor vasquez always knew as soon as he was done with last season that he was coming back i don't think there was any question about that um and then the giveaway was on the plane wasn't it a couple weeks ago (laughs) yeah we we had that video and we were we were playing it we're like oh you know it was it was one of those and you can usually what what do you think about that because the team has gone younger and then here's someone who's beyond the twilight of his career um and you know he's not going to start every game is he but his experience and he didn't know but he you could tell towards the end of the season he and and of course you know injuries don't help do they when you're at that point in your career too but he's good to have around I guess in terms of experience and with the young players we'll see but I guess it was tough for Vanny to cut that umbilical cord on uh, on Vasquez. This 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 quote said it all for me. Um, and I imagine that you know most of the time I will tell you that the PR quotes that are in the in the things are made up by PR people that sound similar to something the coach may say or or that type of thing. I have a feeling Vanny said this. <laughs> Uh, Victor is one of the most intelligent soccer players that I've ever been around. We're thrilled to bring him back for another season. Um, and that was from Greg Vanny. And you know, player coach we talk about so much. Um, we've talked about him possibly being a player coach at one point where he can actually be paid to be a coach and also be paid to be a player. We said the same thing with Sasha Kleshin. They've re-signed them both. I'll tell you this, even with all the recent additions and with an addition we're going to talk about here a little bit later, uh, the LA Galaxy's average age is still under 25. The median 
age, by the way, is 25 as well. So it's 24.92, by the way. And I think today is Victor Vasquez's birthday. So I think he's uh, 35 right now. Happy birthday. Um, So so you get that. So having said that, the Galaxy is still a very nice number in terms of their average age at 25. Now, we'll see what the starting lineup ends up being in terms of, you know, what that is. Um, But here's the thing with Victor Vasquez. He's expensive because of a, you know the international slot that he takes up still. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the LA Galaxy, in terms of who, everybody they have signed right now, technically have eight of eight spots filled internationally, but we're expecting that Carlos Harvey gets a green card. By the way, Taro FC, which is where he came, where the LA Galaxy purchased him whenever he was originally on loan to LA Galaxy 2 from Taro. Galaxy went and purchased him, and now he's a full LA Galaxy player. He's been training with Taro FC like this whole preseason, and they keep posting pictures of him, and people keep asking me. And I asked the Galaxy last week, I go, Carlos Harvey, is he gone? Is he going to stay with Taro? And I was told he was just doing preseason with them. Um, so I asked if he was here in camp, and I haven't got a, a, a response yet. But regardless of that... That's uh, very cool if it's of his own volition. Yeah, and, and it seems like it was. And it seems like they were like, hey, come play. And you know the whole deal. And I think they probably liked the the publicity of it too, right? Oh, here's an LA Galaxy yeah, player playing with us, the whole deal. Um, I'm just checking to see if I got any... Uh, no, I didn't get a response. Um, so, <laughs> I will, you know, it would be like, I'll talk about it for 10 minutes, and I'll look down and like, oh, here's the answer. Um, so we, however that is... He's supposed to get a green card, so his international slot shouldn't count. So technically, Galaxy have seven of eight filled, so they have one available right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because Greg Vanny was talking a bunch today about adding three more players, um, and we'll get to that here in, in just a little bit as well. Um, and he's talking about, you know, we have a limited number of international slots, Sophie. And so here you used one on a 35-year-old Victor Vasquez who still played and started 21 games last year, 28 games played. I mean, he played a large majority of the games. Most of that was not a full 90 minutes. In fact, I don't know they went 90 minutes, all of that. Mm-hmm. But having said that, he was a consistent part of this Galaxy team. So I guess bringing him back is good for the cohesiveness going forward, but I wonder what diminished role he's going to play or if there's going to be a diminished role for him this year. I don't think that Vanny would want to sign him up again for another year if he wasn't going to have a role to play somehow. I think that it'd probably be a carbon copy of last season, but in the hope that he stays fit, as fit as he can. And let's be honest, the midfield was a bit of a shambles at times last season. Yeah. And, you know, that's not because of Vasquez, of course. You know, we saw the kind of decline of Dos Santos, uh, Leggett, and he had some, you know, personal catastrophes that they had to deal with in life, which I'm sure took their toll on them as as players. But, you know, Vasquez is a professional. He's, uh, I think he can offer the team something still in moments. The same way, I'd like to see him do it at a level that Sasha did it last season. Um, Josh, do you think that's fair? Yeah, I mean, you can't... Anytime Sasha Kleshin was on the field, and granted, it was limited as well, just because of Mm -hmm. his age and and where he was going. But he had an impact, didn't he? He He had more of an impact. Vasquez was third on the team in goals and assists per 90, right? So that's that's high. Chicharito was number one. Chicharito was number one. Jovalich was number two. Um, and then number three was uh, was Victor Vasquez. And then Sasha Kleshin was right in there as well. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. they're right on top of each other. So both of those guys had a real effect. Now, I think Vasquez was more front-loaded than it was towards the end, right? He, so he sort of faded into the season. And I think Sasha got stronger as the season went on, which is yeah. kind of crazy for a guy. Who- I, think, I, I think the difference for them, though, is not to have to use them when we're chasing a game. They're the, they're the ideal players when you're ahead... You know, if we, if LA Galaxy can learn to keep a lead this season, that would be great. But they're not going to be the type of players that you bring on when you're chasing a game. You need them, I think, in a different type of scenario yeah. uh, with their age and the mileage that they have on those those legs. Um, so, but are you disappointed that they've used the international slot on him? Would you have liked to have seen something different in comparison to salary? as well or maybe I don't know that's always such a toss-up whenever you look at the the pluses and minuses I mean Greg talked a little bit about it today which was hey we know we're up against international slots so we had to go in league for some guys so that's why you got guys like mm-hmm. Ra- Raheem Edwards and Kelvin Leardam which by the way Kelvin Leardam seems like the most chill dude ever just but like, I like him but like, just like he was and he goes because I asked him what he brings and he's like I don't get excited about anything and like he's in the press conference not being excited right no, like he, he his heartbeat did not he, raise it was he sat like one one of those, I 
back in in college where you just or school where you're just like this. Yep, yep. You did just... not did not show any emotion. No, whatsoever. And, and I do kind of like that for a defender, right? Defenders like, I hey, do. He, he's he was like, whenever things get bad, you have to trust that basically you know everything's going to be all right. And it's like, yeah, and man. And also, look who I mean, he's like he's he's played with one Aldum. He's played with Van Bronckhorst. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude has I think had a really decent. Career, I think he could be really good signing. Yeah, I I really like him in terms of, mm-hmm. and they talked about him possibly playing right center back as well. So perhaps there's a starting spot for him, not just at right back, because Julian Araujo should be there. Um, by mm-hmm. the way, let's let's get this out of the way because this happened just before we uh, we started. Was uh, Julian Araujo has been called up by Mexico for their internationals? Somebody said this was a surprise, and I was they were like, "Oh, this could be the surprise call up." And I'm like, "That's not really a surprise for Julian Araujo. He played really well in their friendly last time. He was one." of the better players on the field you would imagine that tata was like hey we need julian Rao on this field to be defense yep. and provide some offense so anyway that was uh, just arsenal's arsenal's future back up to tomiyasu <laughs> at right back no i you say that you know um it, it was funny because uh, Den- dennis to obviously with feyenoord now um went and they got cole bassett from colorado uh-huh. and i'm like you know dennis always be scouting right and i, I was sort of i'm almost maybe we should, maybe somebody <laughs> should text him and be like leave Araujo alone just leave it leave it alone dennis you know that type of thing um, but yeah, super, super interesting. So uh, Julian Rajo gets called up, but Julian Rajo is the starter right back. If he's gone for international, you have a guy like Kelvin Leardam who is absolutely experienced in this league. Greg Vanny talked about this as well. He says, we have more guys who have won MLS cups. We have more guys who have played in playoff games. All of that has increased this year. And so they were sort of trying, I think this was some of the uh, trying to compare the last year at this time to this year at this time, right? And he goes, we're so far ahead because, you know, he said, I have almost 30 players who are back in camp right now. Last year, I think we had like 15 or 17, you know, and he goes, so there's, there's this feeling that we don't have to start from scratch that we're already building on building blocks. And he goes like, so, you know, I, he was feeling good again, Greg will make you think that you're going to win an MLS cup in the first day. So I, you know, everybody keep that in mind, but I also appreciate that sort of confidence in what he's trying to do. He has to believe that what he's doing is right. Absolutely. Um, because if he doesn't, then they're not going to believe it. The players aren't going to believe it. Then it doesn't happen. And we've seen too much of that where, yeah. um, where guys have said, well, I'm going to fix everything. And then they don't fix anything. And Vanny seems keeps saying, I'm going to fix everything. Um, yeah. so really interesting. So for, 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 uh, Leardam, I think they, they went in league and, and, you know, a guy who has I like a green that card. signing. I, yeah. I like that signing. Raheem yeah. Edwards is another interesting sort of signing just in terms of eh. its depth. Um, and I think it was at the, pr- the proper price. Uh, he also has, let me see. Did I have, does his? he seem too much like a journeyman for his age? Yes. And so there's this weird thing. And you know I, I, mean? I, was, I was talking to Kevin about this and to Larry, by the way, Larry says, hi. Um, I was talking to Larry and he goes, you know, it's never good whenever anybody's played for this many teams and the whole deal. And I go, I agree with that 80% of the time, but in MLS, there are these weird guys who make a certain amount of money who just sort of fit. They like, you can't keep them for a couple of years because they would get too expensive. Right. So then they like move them off and then they sit there and they go back to sort of, they're just these guys that get plugged in as depth pieces that can bounce from team to team and be perfectly nice players. Um, and so Ultimately, and we talked about this, ultimately, this is a backup, um, you know, sort of position for Raheem Edwards. And so I, I don't know that anybody needs to worry and stress about this, but he will get some minutes and we'll see if he's able to do what he's doing. The Galaxy. Is, is, is he the first one to cross over enemy lines? The first permanent one, because Nico Hamalainen played for LAFC. And then, about and, Nico, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the first permanent one. So and he was asked about that today, too. He was sort of like, some people are going to like it. Some people are going to hate it. He goes, I'm just here to play. He he specifically said, I'm just here to put trophies in the LA Galaxy's trophy cabinet. Well played. I mean, if you know, if you're going to sell it, there's some things you can say. That's that's something you can say to sell things. I always yeah. I always appreciate it when you press the right buttons in a press conference that's i had to duck out at that point to watch arsenal lose to liverpool um but yeah i mean of course what's he gonna say it's a bit of an underwhelming signing but i mean but but like you said if you need depth then fine there there are going to be 30 players on this roster whether anybody likes it or not right (laughs) (laughs) i mean you're gonna have 30 players on the roster there's gonna be guys you may never see the entire season i think edwards is going to get some sub minutes i think he's going to be plugged into positions in order to be able to make a difference Mm -hmm. i'm hoping not whenever defense is needed because i think he's more of an offensive go forward sort of you know wing back type of player Um, But in a position where you need a goal and you need some speed and you want to put somebody out there who can cause and create some chances, I think that he can do that. Is he going to be, 
you know, lights out. You don't know because of his age. He's the, I think he's 26. And so he's right at that age where you're like, if he's going to take a step forward, this would be the time to take a step forward, right? You'd, yeah, you'd think. So in the prime, this is, I mean, Vanny has done this now with a couple of these you, guys. You're drinking the Vanny Kool-Aid already. Just, Listen it's to It's the you. hair. It's the hair and it, <laughs> it flusters me and I don't appreciate that man <laughs> doing that. Um, so anyway, you know, I yes, it could absolutely be a mean nothing signing. Um, and I think you get five of those probably every year where you're like, okay, who cares, right? Um, that could be Raheem Edwards. I just I just have a feeling that uh, him wanting to come was because he talked to Greg about what he wanted and he had some other offers. And Leardam was the same way. Um, and he said, I talked to uh, I talked to the coaching staff. He goes and they made me want to come here um, and they kept calling. They kept saying, have you made a decision yet? We want you to come here. Have you made a decision? Yeah. yet?" It was one of those. So, you know, persistent in, in sort of how they're doing. So um, I, I believe Leardam had other offers. Yeah. I'm not sure about yeah. the latter. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know, hey, everybody's. I, I had offers to go other places. You know, just... you know corner corner of the galaxy can go anywhere really <laughs> when you think about it. Um, let's get to the to the news that uh, is close to my heart. The news that I broke earlier this week: um, the LA Galaxy are signing 26 year old Marky Delgado. Uh, Delgado coming from Toronto FC. The terms of that trade, and I was able to verify this. Although there was another reporter, it was funny. Um, I I reported that. Marky Delgado and they were finalizing things, basically waiting for league approval on stuff. And then another reporter said, I, I had been hinting at this and I go, this is the thing. And I can confirm that this is also happening. But it was a Toronto reporter. And then the next day, the Toronto reporter uh, had the terms uh, and then I was able to find and confirm those terms with somebody. And so then we switch back and forth. I'm like, I can confirm. I was like, look, we're switching places. I can confirm these numbers. Um, and so we know what the trade is. There's some interesting stuff here. We're still waiting on league approval. And there's a part of me that's saying that the league is balking a little bit at making Delgado a TAM player, target allocation money player. Uh, Delgado made uh, like 581 last year, $581,000 last year with Toronto. That's below the TAM threshold. You have to be above $612,500. Um, and if you're above that, then you have to have some mechanism to bring you down. Um, and so TAM is one you could use general allocation money as well, but, uh, TAM right now is all discretionary, which basically means nobody has to spend it. It's your money if you want to spend it, but it's your money, right? It's the galaxy's money and they're going to spend it if they want to. Um, so they have this TAM money and they probably can do use that to bring his salary well down within the cap. And so whenever you look at how everything goes, they can use a small amount of TAM, uh, really to bring him below the cap and into cap space. So when you hear Tam signing, it's not like he's going to make the max at $1.6 million. He didn't, he's not going to go from 580 all the way up to $1.6 million. And I think people obviously think, well, he can't be a Tam, Tam player. And I heard this a lot, Sophie, which was um, he's going to take up a Tam slot then. Well, there are no Tam slots. There's just an amount of money. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you can have as many Tam players as you want. Uh, as long as you still have money in order to pay down their salaries below the salary cap, right? That's that's how it is. So if you pay somebody just above the TAM ceiling and they're a TAM player, that means that you might have room for two more rather large TAM spends um, on the backside of that as well. So you could end up having three TAM players instead of maybe sometimes like the Galaxy would have maybe one or two, right? Um, mm -hmm. So this is something to look forward to. And Greg acknowledge that today talking about it and saying we think we have room for two more tam players and a designated player um so the uh the trade with toronto sophie four hundred thousand dollars in general allocation money uh with a hundred thousand dollars in incentives so total if everything went through would be five hundred thousand dollars in in general allocation money uh just a reminder sebastian and went for five hundred thousand dollars guaranteed in general allocation money split between this year and, and next year um and then uh, $800,000 in incentive base that would take it up to $1.3 million. Uh, here's the thing about Marky Delgado uh, is that he's going to come in at 500 and Sebastian Jet was sold for, we'll say, 1.3. 1 that's not technically true, but let's just say 1.3. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so there's a significant savings here. And when you run the numbers, Marky Delgado's numbers aren't that far off from Sebastian Legette's numbers. And so people were calling him a, a legit replacement, and I would push back against that, just saying they're not like for like because Marky Delgado is not an offensive threat like Sebastian Legette is supposed to be. Um, he's more of a defensive guy. So 
they're not like for like, but it means the Galaxy could still go out and get another TAM player that is more of a direct replacement for or as a DP in that central attacking midfielder role that Marky Delgado is not going to play. So Legit wasn't much of an offensive threat. I, I, he was supposed to be. Sorry, I mean, that's very cheeky. It, I love say I love Saber. That it, was that was just a cheap shot on my behalf. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, well, I'll tell you. The hammer said this is the most okayest signing that he's ever seen. This is, he's like okay. <laughs> he's like it's, it's not a, it's exciting. a decent. It's not, but it's you know what it is. It's someone who has experience in the league, mm-hmm. right? He's played over a hundred and something games for Toronto. He's, you know, he's he's been part of a championship winning team, supporters shield winning team, and he's still only is he twenty seven or is he he's a he's, he's twenty six he's twenty six yeah uh, he will turn twenty seven in May so he's he's not too far away from it but but still he's twenty he's twenty six he's prime. I think it's a decent signing. There, there, there's, it is a decent signing and that's, here's why galaxy fans are going to hate him. All right. And I've already, I've already told you this. I go, galaxy fans are going to hate him. He works so hard in the middle of the field to break Mm -hmm. up plays. He's, his interception numbers are outstanding. Uh, there's some really interesting stats. Tom Bogert had, uh, some stats on him and sort of listed the top six guys in distance covered per 90 minutes. All right. Uh, Marky Delgado is right there at number four in the league in 2021, covering almost 11 kilometers per 90 minutes. He does not stop. He does not quit running. He That's will. Cool. He will just work and work and work. But he's not an offensive threat. If you go and look at his offensive numbers, they're not there. You're not going to find them. Um, but his interceptions are really high. Uh, his pressing. Uh, one of our. This is such. A, this is so so cool. Let me just brag about the Discord for a little bit. Um, one of our Discord members, uh, Cam, was like, well, let me compare these guys to, let me compare Delgado's 21 season to Jonathan Dos Santos and Legettes and Atuesta and Joao Paulo um, and Moreno. Um, and so he wanted to sort of, he had these like-for-like players. Let's see how they sort of come out in in the head-to-head. And most of the way, if you look at the offensive numbers, these guys are going to be ahead of Marky Delgado. But whenever you get into some of the, some of the defensive um, actions, he has more pressing than like twice as much as Jonathan Dos Santos. So presses, he had almost 600 presses in 2021. Jonathan Dos Santos had 330, all right? So the the amount of work that he does to pressure mm-hmm. the ball is an extreme amount. So, you know, there's going to be some guys who like him because he works really hard, but there's going to be a lot of people who are like, well, when's he going to start scoring goals? He's he, that's, not, that's not his thing. That's like Nigel DeYoung complaining about Nigel DeYoung. I'm not saying that Marky Delgado is Nigel DeYoung, but I'm saying don't compare, yeah, yeah. you know, don't, yeah. don't argue about the defender who doesn't score goals, right? That's, but that was a big problem last season, wasn't it? In terms huge. of the, that gaping, we, we used to, all the, all the time, especially when we were there watching games, like that gaping hole between the midfield and the defense. And I know the defense got a lot of stick last season, but they had zero protection And, you know, towards the end of the season, it just got worse. And this is why, like, when you have an aging player in Sasha, you've got Vasquez, you need a Rottweiler. And for me, I think he could be LA Galaxy's Rottweiler. And the other thing with him, and I don't want to go too over the top here, but I think he's the type of signing and he's the type of player that could become a cult hero very quickly. I know he's played for Toronto, Um, someone someone in chat was talking about they played for Shivas. He did. yeah, I I think that he's the type of player that can come in and have an immediate impact because Galaxy lacked all of those qualities that you just talked about, Josh, yep. uh, for the majority of last season. And I think in the end, the midfield cost the team greatly towards the end of the season. They were lackluster. You know, there was no energy. There was no cohesiveness. They exposed the back line completely. The back line was always under pressure. Um, and I think that, you know... I don't know. Maybe you could rewind this soundbite at some point <laughs> in the season, but I think it's a real. I think it's a decent signing for this particular team at this particular time. Talk, this is interesting, and I didn't mention this with Richard Sanchez, the goalkeeper, originally from Mission Hills, California. Marky Delgado, originally from Glendora, California. These oh. these are guys who are coming home too, right? So it's it's one of those. And Marky Delgado was with Chivas USA for a couple seasons. Uh, went up to, to Toronto, and gee, who did he play for in Toronto? Oh, that's right, Greg Vanny. 
Um, and it's coming home. <laughs> it's coming home. <laughs> this, but but you and you and I were joking beforehand. What did you say whenever I said I said oh, I, all these all I these former like, Toronto oh, this, players? Yeah, is this like Toronto? Is this Galaxy Toronto FC? And yeah. <laughs> you said yeah. I, I, and I said I said oh, you mean like Bruce Arena did whenever he came and what Bruce Arena do, is doing in New England? Look at all the former Galaxy players Bruce Arena has oh. collected over oh. there on the East Coast. <laughs> And what was my response? I'm like, yeah, well, it's Bruce. <laughs> yeah, it's Bruce. I like Bruce. You know, the whole deal. It's, it's one of those. So I don't mind that. Um, you talked about, you know, Raheem um, Edwards as well. And just and I think he had some time with Greg Vanny um, coming up at Toronto, right? Um, early in his career, too. So it was like sort of they, he got his shot with Greg Vanny and those guys believed in him. That was the first time he played like 21 games in a season was with Greg Vanny at Toronto. Um, and so, again, you have these guys who already are believe coaches like to bring in their guys, right? We know this. This is this is like coaching one on one is you're going to bring in the guys that you trust. Look at Victor Vasquez, right? I think Sasha Kleshin has become a Greg Vanny guy. A hundred percent. Greg is a hundred percent in on Sasha, right? So but mm-hmm. he he has guys that he wants to trust, right? And the guys who trust him. And if you build that enough and it's it permeates the team, then you will get more out of a team than a team that doesn't trust that the coach yes. is even going to be here beyond next year. Right. Yes. And so I, I think that's important. So um, 500K total on the signing. Marky Delgado coming uh, again. Waiting on league approval have been for now like two or three days. I, I haven't heard there's any issues, but I I would not be surprised if they're just if they're like grumbling about TAM players because they don't like it whenever you take a guy who wasn't making target allocation money and now all of a sudden he's making target allocation money. It's like you can give him more of a raise on TAM and then buy the, him down and he has less of a salary cap. They don't like that, and they have stopped trades from happening before. I don't think mm. that's going to happen because I don't think the galaxy would have done it if that was the case. That'd be a little harsh. And and Greg, uh, Damien asked a little bit to Greg today and was like, hey, I think another one of your Toronto guys is coming to join you. And Greg sort of said, yeah, you know, like he acknowledged it without saying Marky <laughs> Delgado's name. I think if I'm Damien, I just would have been like, you mean Marky Delgado? You know, that guy? <laughs> um, just to sort of get to get it there on the record. So uh, Marky Delgado coming to the LA Galaxy as far as I know still, uh, and that trade with Toronto should go. I'm hoping if it gets approved tomorrow, they will announce it tomorrow because I, I think he might be here already and he might be training and they're trying not to show him uh, in any training. <laughs> so he, he, that's that's one of the things people forget at this time of year is that they're trying to give out pictures and they're trying to show videos and stuff, but there's like, you know, four guys they can't show because it's not official and they're not supposed to be here and they're not supposed to be training yet. So um, that's always Inc- a, incoming a presser on Monday. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if he'll get a press conference, but you might get a you might get an announcement. I think you're going to get an announcement the next time we have pre- media availability. It's not it's not a DP. If it was a DP, I'd be like press conference. Tam player, lower Tam player. He's going to be a starter, but I don't know. Well, there that, were two the two players today. They were, but that was the first one of it was the, the season, first one, I yeah. guess. So, yeah. yeah, it was. So, yeah, by yeah. the way, that was the first, and we have talked about it many times on the show. But it was the first time the LA Galaxy had a media call since the last game where the Galaxy missed out. We never got that end of season media call, did we? Nope. That was poor. Nope. Nope. So anyway, um, yeah, that's where we're at uh, with Marky Delgado. Did we talk about Golcella yet, which they didn't call Golcella, so already no. giant who's, fail. Who's coined that? Who coined that? Somebody in Twitter land coined Golcella, and it is absolutely what it should be called. So we were just going to call this Golcella, and we will not call it the Coachella Valley Invitational, which sounds like Cobra Kai is going to fight Daniel LaRusso at. <laughs> That's not what we're going to... Every time I hear the Coachella, Coachella Valley Invitational, I'm just like, you're the best. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so I... Have you watched any of uh, Cobra Kai? No. Okay. No, I love Karate Kid so much. I but, don't want to ruin. So th- is it good? Should I watch it? There, there are some nostalgia moments in there where, like, I legit get some goosebumps. But I don't know if it's. I, I stopped watching it, so maybe I'll get back to it. I don't know. But anyway, uh, unless Elizabeth Shue shows up at some point, I'm not interested. Does she? <laughs> she might. No, I can't remember. Does she show up? Somebody would have to. I didn't watch it that long. I haven't watched that right. many of it. Okay. Um, so anyway, so uh, the Golchella or the Coachella Valley Invitational is happening as we had originally told you it was. Um, I think the delay, one, was because of all the travel and trying to get all the teams into different places and who's playing who and where are you going and blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, because despite the fact that we pretend that MLS is a well-oiled machine, because it's not, um, a lot of these decisions <laughs> happen at like the drop of a hat and all of a sudden teams are like, okay, I guess we're going to Coachella. I, I guess we're going. I guess we're going to head out there for, for spring training. Um, 
Here's the big deal about this and it why it's not a big deal this year. But you're not allowed to go. That's why it's not a big deal this year, right? And I'm going to read the quote because I like watching Sophie get get angry. Um, we are, this is from uh, Chris Klein. Uh, we're excited to add a new preseason competition that helped grow the game of soccer in an area in Southern California known for entertainment. We are grateful to the empire polo club, golden voice and AEG for helping to bring soccer to Coachella Valley. Um, and Sophie's like, how is it helping growing the game? If nobody can go there, I text you, right? (laughs) texting Josh at like 7am in the morning. What is this? Listen to Look at his quote and being a PR person. I mean, I know that someone probably crafted that, but you know, the executives I've worked with always like to see the press release before it goes out. Right. How is it growing anything when yeah. nobody can go? Okay. So here, here is the hope. And I will say, and I can't even, I, I will give you the, the blue sky version of what could possibly <laughs> happen this year and what's going to eventually happen. What could possibly happen this year is that they're going to stream those games. And so you're going to be able to see them and you're going to get excited because next year they're expecting that you're going to go out to this. This is going to be an event. You're going to want to go to the desert. You're going to want to drive out to Palm Springs to watch a galaxy preseason game. You're going to bring your chairs. You're going to sit down next to the field. This is what I'm imagining. I don't know if they're going to have like stands. I hope they don't have stands. I want it like real spring training. You bring your folding chair, you set it down, you open your cooler, right? You have a beer and you get to watch preseason soccer. Like preseason baseball is a thing where you go to Arizona. You're going to want to go this. And I think they have like an AYSO event, right? And why wouldn't, I mean, you're having professional soccer players rumble six feet in front of you while you're sitting on the sideline in a cozy chair with your big umbrella hat on. Cause it's, it's still the desert in the middle. And yeah, I'll be sunny, down for right? that. I mean, it sounds fun and it sounds like something you want to do. Now that's not happening this year. So, so you can't do that this year, but eventually that's what they want to do. This is the first annual uh, Coachella Valley Invitational, which is the inaugural, uh, the, the inaugural uh, Coachella Valley Invitational, um, which is always funny because inaugural could also be the last one, right? This is the first one could also be the last one. You never know how, <laughs> how what they decide to do next year. But that's why this is a thing. The, the big deal out of this is just that. And somebody goes, why should I be excited about this? And I go, there's two reasons why you should care about this is one, maybe they're going to stream some games. And two, you now know the LA Galaxy's full preseason schedule. You know, they're going to play games. You know where they're at and you, you can do all this. So we know that on Saturday, January 15th, the LA Galaxy, Dignity Health Sports Park, they have, um, they've already reported. Then we know we have a closed door scrimmage the Galaxy are playing in on Saturday, January 29th, uh, which is next weekend uh, against Toronto FC. Then we know that the LA Galaxy will host uh, New England Revolution, Bruce Arena, uh, on Saturday, February 5th at Dignity Health Sports Park. That one is open to fans. You can get your tickets. Then we know the Galaxy are going to the Empire Polo Club for two games, one on Thursday against Seattle and one on Sunday, uh, February 13th against New York Red Bulls. Uh, and then Finally, they have a closed door scrimmage at Dignity Health Sports Park on Wednesday, February 16th and February 19th is the last preseason game. You can attend at LA Galaxy versus DC United. And it looks like the the Paul Areola list. That's wow. That was not I don't think I ever want to say that again. But anyway, <laughs> Paul Areola, not with DC United, actually looks like he went to FC Dallas for two million dollars in general allocation money. Just remember, Sebastian Lynch only got one point three million dollars. Wow. And that wasn't that even all guaranteed. So overrated. Overrated, but also the legit deal was underfunded. And I will I will say that, um, you know, for me, I think it was because legit wanted to go to New England and the Galaxy were like, all right, we'll let you go to New England. I think Bruce was in Legette's ear the whole time being like, I'm going to steal you from the LA yeah. Galaxy and I'm going to make this happen. And he did. Uh, so he got a he got a good deal. So can I can I ask you a question, Josh? Um, there's a hundred thousand people at a college football game. Okay. There are 85,000 people at the NFL playoffs, SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the other night, yep. packed house. Yep. Come on now. Why aren't fans <laughs> able to go to Golchella? Why, why can't 3,500 LA Galaxy fans with their, max their chairs, with their with chairs? Their chairs? I don't know. And it's, it's I, I would imagine that they figured that with the cost and expense it would take to sort of manage the security and all that stuff with the fans and have it be in like this limited capacity for this year and just a whole bunch of other things. I imagine they said, let's, it's not worth it to dump a whole bunch of money into that this year, but let's start it this year. And then we could maybe build another yellow card. Wow. Wow. Somebody's going to get a red card here if we're not careful. I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I I agree. I agree. I can't explain it and I'm not about to explain it. Um, I will tell you that the galaxy are thinking, um, and we were talking to Vicky today about it, but you know, we're trying to figure out when is a good time for everybody to come back and and attend training in person and, and do the calls. Um, I've already made it clear that it's easier for me to have it done on a Zoom call. And I think I get 
the same out of it. I explained in the discord what happens at training when we go. Mm -hmm. um, and the answer is not much. So why do I go to training whenever I can go is because I want Greg Vanny to see me there and I want the galaxy and to the see players. me there and the mm -hmm. players to see me there. And that's why I would go. That's the only reason because I'm not going to see anything. They're going to show me the last 15 minutes of training and that's when the guys are doing individual stuff and you know, it's like, okay, I get to watch them, you know, play a game, uh, where, which is fun and it's, it's nice to see and you get to see people interacting, but it's hardly, you know, how they're prepping for the game and, and different things. Offer like you a one-on-one -on -one with Chicharito. Yeah. Offer you one-on-ones and you'll go, but 100% yeah. agree with you on, on that front. You can't ask the media to go and then it be the same format as it is here where we could go pretty much every other day, you know, and it's down, it's not down the street, but it's, it's not going to Palm Springs, is it? It's, it's easier for me um, because I work and have two jobs, you know, this job and then my, my and children and children. And like, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to training in the middle of the week. Like that's not right. going to be a thing I can do. So that's just me. There's plenty of people and there's a lot of reporters. We'll figure that out. We'll get there and you'll do it. Hopefully we're providing good enough coverage for you that you don't miss that part of it. Um, but I, you know, anyway, we'll go. I want to continue on because, um, we don't have a ton of time. We got about 15 minutes left and Greg Vanny talked a lot during his press conference, although Sophie would say that it was all boring and I don't disagree, but there were some important things um, that I think we have to cover. And can I switch topics before we even get to that? Because I wanted to get to the totally. to the Pavone rumor real quick that's out there. There is a rumor out there about Christian Pavone <coughs> that reportedly has him already signed a pre-contract with the LA Galaxy. Now, this is not news. We have known about this for a very long time. Ever since Christian Pavone left, we knew that he wanted to come back to the LA Galaxy. We knew that the Galaxy had a contract in place with him. Basically, it was the personal terms. The personal terms between a player and a club. Um, and we knew that that was set. I would imagine that's the pre-contract they're talking about again. And I would imagine that everybody's still happy with that or they're saying, OK, well, if it comes to this, we could we could do that contract. There's some interesting things to it, though, which is, you know, Boca only has a set amount of time until the transfer window closes basically around the world to get rid of Christian Pavone and, and make some money off of him. Um, they have been haggling with the price now forever. I mean, there's even rumors out there that Cruz Azul was offering $1.5 million and that Boca was thinking about taking it. And I said, well, if it's $1.5 million, the Galaxy are interested at $1.5 million. I'm like, this, that's not even, that's nothing. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, there's two things that have to happen, though, and I think people get confused about this is Christian Pavone has to want to go play somewhere, too. So if Cruz Azul or Club America want to buy Christian Pavone, then they have to come to personal terms which is something we just told you the galaxy have already done with Christian Pavone. And if Christian Pavone doesn't want those personal terms, then he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm good. I'll stay here until I'll play these next six months. And then I'm out of here. My contract's up and I can go wherever I want. And he can force that into happening. And Boca can get absolutely zero dollars out of it. Um, which is shocking. Which would be shocking for them. They, they overplayed their hand multiple times on this, mm -hmm. right? So the whole deal sort of goes that way. So if Christian Pavone was motivated enough to want to come back to Los Angeles, he could sit on the contract, not agree to personal terms with anybody, wait for his contract to expire and then come to the LA galaxy on a free. Why that might matter is Christian Pavone was making $1.2 million whenever he was with the galaxy last time. You want to give him a raise to 1.6? He's still a TAM player at $1.6 million. Um, he, you could get Christian Pavone on a targeted allocation money deal and still bring a designated player. That's pipe dream stuff. I'm not saying that's happened, but the rumor at least is interesting enough that you sort of sit there and start to play scenarios out. And this is a scenario that could play out. So isn't it time to move on from this whole thing? You, you would, there's part of me that says, absolutely. You should be more creative than this. You can find somebody else. You can do it. There's another part of me that says you have a guaranteed player you know can play in Major League Soccer. He's an MVP type player in the league because he was whenever he was here with the Galaxy. Pre-injury. Pre, yeah, but I mean, even that, there doesn't seem to be a huge like dip in form since he came back. Now, he doesn't like playing for Boca, which you have to take in. So, I mean, there's things to, to sort of look at and, and, and take. But if you're going to spend 1.3 or 1.4 million dollars, that's not a lot of money to to possibly get a league MVP. So. Yeah, it's a cal it's a calculated risk, but it's a, a, you're taking a risk on someone you already know and who's played in the league like you said. However, you know, going back to your ex is never a good idea. There's there's definitely some of that I I'm, I'm trying to reserve judgment because I don't know which way this is going to go and it's not that I don't have an I have an opinion on both. I just gave them to you. Those are my things. Yeah. I I'm conflicted. And 
it's kind of hard to say whenever you know you have a known because if you bring anybody else into Major League Soccer, um, Sophie, there's a question about whether or not they're going to perform, right? And so this it's like with Christian Pavone, he's kind of already proven that. I get it pre-injury, and I will take that into consideration when I when I think about this. But at the same time, it's like you don't have that unknown. Um, the Galaxy were extremely high on him. Um, Dennis DeCloso used to go on about Christian Pavone, just about what an extremely hard worker he is, what a wonderfully nice young man he yeah, is. Josh, you just said something really important. I know we have to move on, but, yep. you know, Toronto just threw a ton of money at Napoli's golden boy, the captain. That is a signature statement right. signing. That is huge. He is still in his prime. Mm-hmm. And LA Galaxy, it's just like, come on. Well, I mean, here's here's the here's the counter to that is the Galaxy can still sign a designated player. Yes. So they could technically get that signing. Now, I don't get that feeling that it's going to be on that but it level. It shouldn't be right. I just it, I get it. I know exactly what you're saying. I think they're going to miss the city of stars. I think right now they're going to miss on this DP. It's just everything about this preseason has told me that whatever they're thinking isn't going to work for this DP. It just, it just, there seems to be too much almost like you're overthinking it. Sophie, there seems to be overthinking going on. I'm like, get a big name, somebody who's in their prime. Do what, do what Toronto did. Now I imagine Toronto laid the groundwork for that months ago. And so if the galaxy weren't laying groundwork for that months ago, they're way behind. Um, so anyway, let's talk about, uh, Greg Vanny. Um, a little bit because he spoke a ton today um, at our press conference and it was good to have uh, to be back and, and to see everybody's shiny faces again and smiling and I had to learn how to ask questions His again. Um, it, <laughs> I always find it funny that I like get rusty in the off season of asking questions. I'm like, uh, how do I do this again? Do I hit mute? When do I hit mute? Um, uh, Josh's press conference royalty, guys. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you hear Vicky's voice saying, we're going to start off with, with Josh, Josh Gessman from Corner of the Galaxy. I can usually, depending on who's on the call, I can usually tell which number I'm going to go. And every once in a while I get surprised, she's like she'll just bump me up to the top. And I'll be like, oh, Damien's right there. He's, he's first, not me. <laughs> uh, I'll be like Kevin and just start deferring. Uh, I defer my time to uh, <laughs> to Damien Calhoun. <laughs> I donate my time. I donate my time. Uh, let's get to Greg Vanny. We're going to play some audio here. We're going to try to move quickly through it because we got about eight minutes left. I want to make sure I get Sophie out of here on time tonight. So uh, let's start with his upfront statement. Uh, this was not a question, just a tell us in general what you're, you're back and what you think of the team. And so we'll get through that uh, as we go. So here's Greg Vanny. Yeah, very, very different offseason this year than, than last year in many ways. Uh, you know, last year as we were coming in, we... We had a vision for how we wanted to build a team. Uh, we had a lot of work to do on that side of building a team. We were talking about building culture. We we're talking about a lot of things in a in a new org new <clears throat> regime and a new org new or an older organization, but new regime. So um, a lot of that stuff is in a good position. So we feel like this year is about being more methodical, being being really selective about about our moves. Uh, continuing to grow on, on the culture that we've established, but we need to continue to build off of that. Again, player movement is being methodical to really, we understand what the core group of our team looks like. And now it's finding the pieces that really supplement and add another le level, another layer to our team as we move into 2022. Uh, I can tell you after the first, <clears throat> let's see, four, we're day four of training. Uh, we are very, very much ahead of where we were at this point last year when we started preseason camp and, uh, both just in the, in our roster. I mean, I think last year, the first day of training, I think we maybe had 15 or 16 guys. We were, we were at, you know, close to 30 guys now. We're, we're pretty full. Um, and the, the ideas with the group and the understanding of what we're wanting to do is just at a, at a whole different starting, starting spot than where we were last year at this time. So, we're happy about that. Um, and yeah, we're just, we're back into, into business mode. And so this week has really been focused on, uh, reintroducing the guys to getting their fitness level, getting their legs under and getting them, getting them familiar again with the ball and relationships with each other. Um, all right, we'll, uh, we'll cut Greg off there for just a second, just cause I know that we have like 17 other things I want to cover, uh, for that. So, you know, again, uh, Greg saying that they're well ahead of where they were last year at this time. And it's funny cause I sort of, I tweeted that out and people were like, Oh, you're four days into it. What are you on day six or seven? You know, and I get it. I get the, the teasing and the whole deal, but it's just, I, I think it's a mindset thing. So that's a, it's a little bit different. Um, Damian Calhoun's, you know, went next and sort of talked about methodical. I, I think if you're going to give the uh, the press conference a 
word. It's uh, methodical or maybe deliberate. Um, calculated. And, calculated. Oh, I like that it. That sounds Cal- a bit like, you know. A buzzword? No. Yeah. <laughs> Like it does sound naughty. I agree. It's like calculate. Yeah. It's like, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm doing something bad that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But uh, methodical is probably the the word. And so uh, yes. Damien sort of followed up on that and said, you know, what are you doing with the players? So here's Greg Vanny talking about um, bringing in some more players. I think, you know, we are, I believe with our recent additions, we still have three open spots on our primary roster, if I'm counting correctly. One's a DP spot and two potential TAM spots. So we still have, uh, we have still have good resources to work with and we still think we can add players that, that can influence our group. Um, and that, that work is underway. But again, like I said, there's some part of it is we want to remain some with some flexibility as we move into latter stages of preseason and into the season. So we know as we see really how this group continues to evolve. We have some flexibility to to add to this team where we where we need to, but uh, we are we're getting to where we need to be. Again, the final pieces always are to finalize our our DP uh, spot and and how that player will fit into our group. And uh, and then again, I think just again one one or two more pieces in our midfield and 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 maybe on the defensive side to to help build our group. But we. All right, there we go. Uh, a little more, Greg. Just so again, I want to I want to highlight Sophie um, for this and for me. It's two possibly two TAM players and a designated player. Greg in here says that he has three spots available. Um, I have four. Again, our math is not adding up, and I've already added Marky Delgado. And in Greg's mind, he's already added Marky Delgado. I still think there's another signing that I don't know about that's in there somewhere that they're going to use a spot. It may not be a big one. It may be like somebody's getting a homegrown contract, and you know they're gonna they're gonna take up a roster spot in that. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. But designated player and I asked when he wanted to get the designated player in Greg was like ideally tomorrow like they want that DP in earlier and Greg went well, on yeah yeah and, and Greg went on to say there aren't there isn't a long list of designated players who made an impact in the summer um, usually it's guys who have a little bit of preseason time who have built through the team through the season that have a big impact now I can think of um, Robbie Keane as somebody who made an impact whenever he joined in the summer, but not everybody's Robbie Keane. Um, Nicholas Ladera up in Seattle is one that immediately comes to mind as well, which mm-hmm. you join in the center you, in the middle of the, the the season and go tear things apart. But he's he's not wrong, and I, I, I understand why. So I have been told this as well. Galaxy are looking at DPs. He says they have looked at those targets. They have identified targets. There are multiple targets, both on the TAM side and the designated player side, and they're reaching out to those people on a regular basis. That was part of this. And if you want to hear the entire press conference, it's up on our website, cornerthegalaxy.com, on our YouTube channel as well. Um, two TAM, uh, this is fun. It, the They're asking, uh, Harry in the chat room saying, you know, two TAM counting Marky Delgado. No, I'm, he's already counting Delgado in his head, I'm telling you. So two more TAM and one designated player. Uh, he, got, he has three spots open in his mind, and that's sort of what he's saying. So, um, I'm trying to think the only other thing that was really the, the best thing, um, was the wet noodle comment, right? We need That's to, the uh, highlight of the press. Yeah, I know. I got to find it. Um, let's see. Damien Calhoun. Um, he, I wonder uh, if they can guess who he was talking about. And if you, <laughs> <laughs> they know this, this quotes everywhere. I tweeted it out immediately. Okay, I'm like, I'm like he called All Kevin right. Cabral a wet noodle. Um, but he did it in, in the correct way. So here I have, uh, I have Greg Vanny. So here he is talking about Kevin Cabral and, and Grant Sear. I think they, you know, last year was was a, a good year t- for them just in terms of understanding the league, understanding the challenges of the league. I think for both of them, the they found the league more difficult than what they had probably anticipated it was going to be when they were getting on the plane and flying over here. And they quickly learned that that uh, they're going to have to adapt and continue to, to uh, improve as players, but also uh, improve with what we're trying to do as a group. Uh, I think they have that experience under their belt. They've gone through a season. They've they've uh, they've have experiences that they didn't have last year when they got in here. At this point, I think Kevin's gotten a lot stronger. A year ago, when he came in, he was kind of like a wet noodle, and he was he was uh, hadn't touched the weight, and you could tell he needed to build his strength and he needed to get more explosive. So for this year, for Kevin, it's a lot about final products. I mean. All right, there's uh, there's Greg Vanny talking about it. He says basically, you know, that uh, he had he had chances last year, and if he would have finished his chances, he would have scored ten goals, right? And so this was this was Greg Vanny, I, I think, giving everybody a dose of reality. So apparently, Cabral bulked up a little bit and, and is a little bit stronger. He'd have to be, um, because I agree with the wet noodle uh, comparison. Get, there, Sophie. get the wet noodle T-shirts going. 
They will sell like hotcakes. Can, can we do like stronger than a wet noodle? Like, is that like, does that make more? Like, I want it to be a positive. Yeah. I don't want it to be a negative, yeah, yeah, yeah. but stronger than you a wet to, noodle. Yeah, absolutely. That wet, would, that would rock it. Wet noodle in quotation marks though, for sure. Stronger yes. than a wet noodle or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So anyway, um, it, it's really interesting. Again, I implore you to go the whole call. There's uh, Kelvin Leardam talks so you can see how chill he is. Raheem Edwards, it seems like a, a good guy as well. Um, it was nice just to talk to everybody and sort of see what they're thinking at this point. And Greg Vanny is is positive. He thinks he thinks he's coming out on the right side of this, Soph. You know, the good thing about that quote is that he knew he could say that about Kevin. And I think that's very interesting and that bodes well. Let's be honest, this is a, ba- a, a, a massive season for both of those players. Um, more so for Cabral, I think. He's really got to kind of grow into yeah. that. I can be a game-changing player. You can rely on me. And if there's injuries, I will put this team on my back. I know he's young, but like he said, you know, people who come from Europe, they get the shocker pretty quickly. Oh, it's tough here. You know, we've, we've talked about it ad nauseum before with other players, the travel, the time zones, the elevation, you know, um, so massive, massive season for, Cabral, for Cabral, over or under 10 goals? Oh, <laughs> you... Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm gonna say, boy. I'm gonna say that's the line. I think that's the line is ten, and I I would be surprised if he was right around eight or nine, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was around ten, eleven, just because I think that he gets put in the positions if he can finish. If if there's you know lots what? of ifs, yeah. I killed him last season. Yeah. a lot of us did. Uh-huh. Right. I'm gonna. I am gonna say that he's gonna go over. Right. Okay. I like it. Uh, assists more than five, less than five. More. I like it. Uh, a 10 and 5 season would be outstanding for him. 11. 11 and 6. 11 and 6. Oh, just the numbers. I love it. I love the optimism. Uh, you know, hey, why not? It's a preseason. If you can't be optimistic in the preseason, I remember David Bingham being like, we have a team to win the, the MLS Cup. And I was like, yes, you do, because it's the preseason. And everybody thinks that. Um, Look, you said his numbers weren't that bad. I mean, right. okay. When you're an LA Galaxy player and you're in that position, Fans expect a lot more, but the only way is up for him, and yeah. I, and I think that he'll have a much better season. I really, I really do. Okay, uh, I I did. The only uh, thing I'll close on is uh, Farai Mutatu, who was on our podcast just a couple weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that one, please listen to it. It's so much. I, I have so much respect and admiration for this young man. It's ridiculous. Um, and apparently, Greg Vanny has some respect for him as well. Uh, we were told that Chicharito and uh, and 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 Farai tied in the beep test, right? That's the where you run back and forth on the beeps. We mm-hmm. talked about this. We were told that they tied, and Greg was rather emphatic that Farai won the beep test rather easily of uh, against everybody else. And so I don't know exactly what, but he was like, he didn't just win it. He blew other people away. That was the, that was sort of the quote. And it's just, the beat test doesn't mean anything in terms of like how you play soccer, but it's really impressive for a college kid to come into a professional environment sure. and do that. And, be, and, 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 be and have that confidence, yeah. you know, especially. And, and be ready. So anyway, is, is the hammer going to do what he did? Is he on, you know, Hernandez watch in terms of the oh. working out on the workouts. There's, I, I mean, mean, there's less videos this year, but there are less. He seems like he is in the same shape, so I feel like it's he's going to be fine if he stays healthy. He gets 20 goals. But I'm wondering if the hammer's going to kind of oh, report the teacher watch. I will ask. Yeah, the teacher watch. All right, yeah, yeah. all okay. right. Let's let's get you out of here. Okay, that's what we uh, that's what we got today. Um, oh, by the way, a big shout out to, to Jorge or, or George, um, uh, $10 super chat for us. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Uh, very, very nice uh, of you. Um, I think that's it. The galaxy, uh, will continue training, look for stuff that they're posting this weekend. Again, just 38 days until the galaxy face off against New York city FC at Dignity Hill sports park. They'll be headed out to Golcello, which you won't be allowed to go to. I might head out there. Um, uh- Yes. If you go, I'll, if you go, I'll go. And the other thing real quick, I know you're trying to get me out, but yes. I, I did want to say real quick, can we do this season? Can we get like a Josh chart where we pick who we think is going to win the East, the West? Oh yeah. We could, we could be between you know, all the, the hosts. You want to do all yeah. the hosts? Okay. Yes, yeah. we can do it. Who's going to get the most goals, mm-hmm. assists, you know, that type of thing. All right. Um, I'd love, I'd love to do that. All right. I'll make Eric do that. That sounds like a, like a lot of things. So. <laughs> that sounds like something we could do. Um, did I miss any other donations? Somebody said that I missed uh, more than, I think it was just George. I think I got it at the end there. Sometimes the chat room's a little bit behind, so I just wanted to make sure that we got it. All right. Uh, I think that's it. So um, anything else, Sophie? We good? 
Yeah, we're good. No okay. celebrity stories this week. Going to keep it clean. That's um, totally not true. She told me one before we started recording, and it was about <laughs> Julie Andrews, and I'm a big Julie Andrews fan. So anyway, so that was it. I just I just wanted to <laughs> Some say... Some people in chat will be like, who's Julie They better not. <laughs> they better not. Um, so anyway, she did tell me that story. All right, Sophie, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. Uh, at Soccer Diva and at Highbury Squad across all uh, social platforms. Check us out if you love a bit of Premier League and world football. Um, Highbury Squad's got some good content. Josh, thank you so much for having me. You're rocking it as usual. And you know what? Greg Vanny doesn't have a patch on you, babe. I don't I don't believe that for a second. He's, a, he's an incredibly attractive man. This is okay sometimes. So thank you very much. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. The full press conference, full media call is up there. You can find it, all of our stories, all that stuff. Look for Marky Delgado as well. We'll talk a little bit more about that. All right. For Miss Sophie, the Canon Nicolau, I'm Josh Patro Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>